Hello everyone and welcome back guys to episode 7 of the Unnamed Motorsport Podcast where today Jamie and I are back once again ready to review the Spanish Grand Prix. Obviously, Spain, we 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 weren't optimistic about this one uh, pre-race weekend, but it delivered a better result than I think any of us thought, or a better race even I should say, than I think any of us thought it would. But quickly before we dive into that, I think I just want to join everyone else in saying a happy birthday for tomorrow uh, to Jamie on the podcast. Now, it is his birthday tomorrow when this video goes live. Uh, so from all of us at the Unknown Motorsport Podcast, a.k.a. me. Yeah, all uh, of us I, being I just say, one person. <laughs> all of us being me, yeah, I, I want to say happy birthday. How, how are you getting on? I'm good, yeah. University's almost finished. It's all looking good. F1's not as good as I hope it would be, but you know. It's okay. it's okay. It was better than either of us thought it would well, be. Something happened. As a Verstappen fan, it's not as good as I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough. That's that's fair enough. But yeah, I mean, were you pleasantly surprised by the fact there was actually a race that happened, or were you still just sad and annoyed and no, it a bit was angry? It was good for fifty-two laps or so. Um, I I think it it was basically made by the fact that Verstappen got Hamilton at turn one. I think without yes, without that yeah. it would have been absolutely dead, but yeah, it was okay. Yeah, so it was, for Spain, it was about above average, definitely. Yes, exactly, and I think that's what we've got to focus on as well. But obviously, like always, all the timestamps for the podcast will be down in the description below if you know the sort of one key thing you guys want to watch uh, from this video. But obviously, qualifying. It sort of spiced things up a bit. I mean, we, we've got to give a mention to Lewis Hamilton's 100th pole position as well. Uh, not his greatest lap in the world, but certainly not a bad lap to claim your 100th pole, was it? No, and I think he's unquestionably the goat of qualifying of one lap pace. I mean, arguably, yeah. Senna's up there, but I think the number of poles that Hamilton got is just insane. It's yeah. it's like yeah. you take the second place, I think Schumacher's, what, 68? Hamilton's yeah. got 50% more than that. Which is like pretty much, wow. yeah. It is kind of insane now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think for me still, and I think Hamilton would probably agree because obviously no one's ever going to save themselves. But the lap Senna was able to pull out were always incredible, as well. Like there was never a weekend where you felt Senna didn't get everything out of the car. Mm. Uh, but the fact Hamilton's been able to do it for so long as well is kind of insane. Yeah, especially, I mean, when you look at things like obviously I was watching some of his onboards and like just how much he's changing around on the car as well people like to go on about how like the cars do everything nowadays and things like that but people seem to forget just how much he's constantly changing with the car as well mm. that is its own skill yeah definitely and yeah you could argue that it's a lot less raw and the car matters a lot more than it did back in the day but you've still got to be the fastest driver haven't you he's beaten his exactly teammate, like exactly many times and it made me laugh as well, just a quick of a side note there. I don't know if you watched pre-race Brundle talk to Hamilton about like qualifying laps and things like that. Did you watch no, I that? I didn't see that, no. <laughs> it was brilliant. Because <laughs> obviously Brundle was saying like, all, all these great qualifiers, you know, like for example, Sebastian Vettel liked to visualise the track in his head. Hamilton went, yeah, no, never really do that. <laughs> and he goes, obviously some of the other drivers, you know, they spend a lot of time in the simulator. Hamilton goes, no, I spend 20 laps a year in the sim at most. Brilliant. <laughs> and then they go, well, it was the likes of... Um, Things like obviously everyone does like track walks and things like that. Yeah. Just, they learn the circuit. And Hamilton goes, "Yep, yeah, nope, don't do that. <laughs> I don't is, need that to." Like, he could he could be even better. Ugly. I mean, obviously he thinks they'd he just rocks up on yeah. a Friday <laughs> and just and then decides he's going to go from there. It's insane. He must think it makes no difference to him, but that is incredible. <laughs> exactly. Either like either he's just completely at his peak, or if you think if he did like the Verstappen strat of like hundreds of laps on the sim yeah. each week, 
how much quicker he could be. It's a, it's a dangerous idea, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but anyway, then, getting into the Spanish Grand Prix. Obviously, we had Hamilton. We have Verstappen on the front row once again. It's, that's pretty much been the same every week, obviously, a Red Bull and a Mercedes. Uh, apart, apart from, from no, week. <laughs> yeah, apart from last week, yeah, and then even Imola was not the same too. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's kind of sometimes what happens, but other other, other times not. Well made. It was it was well logic until we thought about it, and then it kind of hit the fan. Um, but yeah, so we had Hamilton and Verstappen on the front row, separated by what three hundredths of a second after qualifying. Yeah, it was a yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. We're good. We're gonna we're gonna say it was that uh, anyway. Whether whether Jamie agrees it was or not. Uh, so obviously getting ready then for the start of the Grand Prix. Verstappen's generally been really good on the starts. Obviously most notably, of course, was Imola. But I mean last weekend at Portugal as well, he was all over the back of Hamilton down in towards turn one. Was almost able to make a move work. So there was, I'll be honest, from me as a Hamilton supporter, a little bit of anxiety there as uh, seeing what Verstappen could do. And then by the time we got to turn one, there was a huge amount of anxiety <laughs> because Verstappen just sent it. Yeah, I think he knew that the only opportunity he had to win the race was to take the lead into turn one. If if he was behind at the end of lap one, he would have no chance of overtaking Hamilton, I don't think. So yeah. he was like so determined. He got absolute tunnel vision. Just like no matter how far back he is, he's going to send it into one and try and get the lead, which he did, to be fair. I think Hamilton was very respectful in leaving space. I thought it was yeah. a class move, but I could also see, like, if that happened to me in a league race, I'd have been absolutely fuming if I was Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, so. and like like I said to you pre-podcast, if Hamilton had done that to Verstappen, would you have thought it was a class move? No, not at all. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those ones where, I, for you, I'm sure you were on your feet because you thought it was incredible. For me, I was there, like, if that had been the other way around, Verstappen would have just walloped him. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. Now, I think the question's got to be raised, obviously, why Hamilton didn't defend more in towards turn one. Whether there's some psychological stuff going on there. I mean, this time around, obviously, it worked out okay for Hamilton. I mean, if you're watching this, you're going to get spoilers anyway, let's be real. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, it didn't matter at the end of the Grand Prix. But surely there's got to be some questions going next time round, get to the inside and just park oh. it there and slam him out. Maybe, like maybe not Monaco. I don't think about that <laughs> Even though, even at Monaco, to a certain degree. What, just I mean, you're on the inside already for the start, aren't you? No, Paul has the inside at Monaco. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So you just stay on the inside. Yeah, but that's a very unique situation at Monaco, isn't it? You're not really going to go for a move into turn one. So You'd be surprised. Yeah, I think... I can't wait now. Just Verstappen, <laughs> both front wheels locked up, straight into the outside yeah. wall at Sandoval. <laughs> pile up at turn one, red flag. Oh, mate, Johnny Giacotto style. That's what I want to see. <laughs> No, I think that Hamilton almost knew that it wasn't worth losing a wheel over. Like, yeah, you can exactly. tell the Mercedes are very confident in their own pace, and you think Red Bull are a little bit more desperate at this track. So Verstappen was a lot more willing just to go for it and see what happens, whereas Hamilton knows yeah. that he's got to play the long game a little bit. And exactly. Probably um, has it's the pace gonna... to get back, which he did in the end. Of course, yeah. And I think that's the thing, isn't it, as well? Is 18 points is 18 points at the end of the day. Yeah. Hamilton... He's been here before. You know I was to win world titles in battles with other cars that are... Oh, again, we'll, we'll talk about it more, of course, uh, in off week next time out. But Red Bull and Mercedes, I, I think we can both still agree, have, on the right weekend, both got a car that can win Grand Prix. Still. Oh, yeah, 100%. I saw people going on like how Red Bull are way off the pace now. And just like, that just isn't the case, is it? <laughs> it's, it's like, at most, it's about a quarter of a second, 
either way. At, at most, yeah. yeah, in race pace. And I mean, over what, a 60-lap Grand Prix, that's 15 seconds. Yeah, that's nothing. Which, again, in Formula 1, obviously, with dirty air and things like that nowadays, is so easily just able to be completely wiped out. Yeah. Like, quarter of a second a lap is nothing when in race trim. Qualifying trim, it's a lot. Race pace, it's, it's nothing at all. Uh, so, obviously, yeah, we, we got down towards turn one. Verstappen absolutely sends it up the inside. Hamilton somehow avoids him. That, I think, must be mentioned as well, how Hamilton didn't end up making contact with him there. I didn't go uh, off but either. I, I thought he was going to have to go And, right. yeah, he didn't go off. That was... Because, you know, obviously, it was, I think, similar vibes to, like, Seb in 2017, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, after he came out of the pit lane. Obviously, Seb forced him out wide. Luckily, it was, like, later on in the corner. They didn't have to go around the marshal posts, if I remember correctly, yeah, because Grosjean right. tried to dob him in at Monaco. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Hamilton didn't even run wide through turn one. Then we saw move of the well, we saw the, the two contenders for move of the day, didn't we? Verstappen's move at turn one, and then of course Leclerc's absolute Fernando Alonso move around the outside of Bottas at turn three. What a stunner that was! Yeah, that, that was, was like insane. a proper. That was like a a move that you love as a racing fan, not as someone who is a aggression loving fan. Yeah, I think it's really clear to me that Leclerc is going to be on the level of Verstappen and Hamilton if he was in the right car. <coughs> he already is he already as a driver, is, in my opinion, yeah. I think there's a few too many mistakes in the minute, but he's, he's got like three or four years less experience than, than Verstappen has, which is yeah. quite would, weird would to you, say. Would you say that many mistakes this season? Not this season, but there's only four races in, I think, last year. Oh, yeah, often. yeah, no, I can understand that a bit more. Yeah, oh, sorry, I thought you meant this season. Oh, no. I was like, mate, he's no, done he's pretty fine, well, yeah. let's be fair. Yeah. I'd argue so far Leclerc has been arguably the strongest driver. Again, really? that'll be I, that'll... I don't agree. <laughs> no, no, actually, yeah, no. Thinking about it, top five definitely, yeah. uh, but probably not the most, the strongest driver as well. Again, that'll be discussed next week as well. So obviously, we saw that move from Charles Leclerc around the outside of Bottas very early on. Uh, then, as t- Spain tends to, it, it dies down very quickly. Uh, everyone settles down into the order. Dirty air starts coming in tired management starts coming in until lap nine where Yuki Tsunoda's engine gets switched off by the engineers as Jamie believes <laughs> do I believe that I think you're making that up <laughs> <laughs> uh, the conspiracy yeah. theorists were loving that it, it was a bit daft from Yuki on Saturday in the interview definitely like, yes I'm yeah. all for drivers actually having personality and not just going oh it wasn't very good today we, we hadn't didn't have the pace and then moving on but saying that your your car isn't the same as your teammates maybe is not the wisest decision especially when Helmut no. Marko is your boss <laughs> Helmut Marko and Franz Tost, yeah. yeah. But. Who, for me, Franz Tost can be summed up in the one thing he did, like, was it, I think it was F1 2017, like the end of year interview. Oh, going, like, yeah. When what are you going like... to do for Christmas? And Franz Tost went, nothing. I'm not interested in Christmas. I don't either. like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, mate, you, you and Helmut Marko just must love Match each other. Fair play. Like, yeah. It really is, isn't it? Just grumpy old men moaning that Formula One isn't what it used to be and how <laughs> there should be 14 deaths a weekend. Wow, um, okay. <laughs> it basically, yeah, come on, mate. You both know yeah. that's what they think. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, Sonoda, unfortunately, the engine shuts down. That brings out an early safety car. Uh, we saw Giovinazzi in the pits. Very, very weird. Uh, Pirelli gave him tyres with no air in them. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know how they managed that. I think it's probably the first time that I remember that happening at all. Oh, uh, it's the I think, yeah, the first um, time I've ever seen it happen. Which is a bit dodgy, really, because that's a competitor's race is ruined by things completely out of their hands i guess you can say the same thing happens with like engines and stuff but that's the actual manufacturer whereas pretty yeah, have a standardized pretty meant to be 
exactly yeah. that everyone's got. It it wasn't great, was it? And imagine luckily, if, I mean, yeah, like it's lucky that Giovinazzi is pretty irrelevant anyway. But yes, imagine yeah. that happens to someone at the front, like Verstappen or Hamilton. Just well, you think some there. iconic title battles of the past, like 2016, yeah. Rosberg comes in, bolts on a new set of tyres, they got no air in, in them. Yeah. <laughs> How dead is that going to be? And Pirelli would be <laughs> outed from the sport. Oh, yeah, exactly. They'd be gone instantly. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, even if they did that to Ferrari now, Probably. They, they'd just be gone. Ferrari have enough power instant. to get rid of them. So. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so obviously we saw Giovinazzi pit and then the Williams pit as well. And this is where things got spicy for, for a George Russell fan like myself. You were thinking, this is on. Points are on the board. Um, then we saw, so obviously safety car comes back in. Uh, we'd already had Pierre Gasly under investigation for an interesting start procedure. Jamie, as a, as a Gasly fan, your thoughts? I prefer not to speak. <laughs> it didn't matter any. Well, arguably, arguably it did matter because he he lost by a tenth to to Ocon. But yeah, just a bit of a daft mistake, and he's owned up to it. But I think yeah. compared to his teammates, he did a good job this weekend, despite yes, missing exactly. His, I uh, mean, he, he got to the end of the Grand Prix. Yeah, exactly. He didn't complain about unequal cars, so it's because he had the the like, quicker one. Oh, if it yeah. wasn't, well, I mean, they were equal, <laughs> so he, they had the same car, but still. Yeah, no, I think this is the other thing going back to Sonoda as well. Like, there was so much hype for him pre-season, and so far, mm. Bahraini delivered, and then since then, he's kind of just been very mediocre. Yeah, he's out in Q2 <laughs> twice in three now. Like, Q1, sorry, twice in three races, which is yeah. not good. Again, I, I think Alfa Tauri now probably have the sixth or seventh fastest car. Sixth, I think. Maybe arguably seventh, yeah. Yeah. So Gassi's yeah, doing well. well again, we'll talk about that more in on points. off weeks as well. Though. But obviously... The race starts to unfold again. We see Hamilton really sticking to the back of Max Verstappen over the next few laps. And lap 25, things get spicy. Verstappen dives it into the pit lane. Yeah. And then, suddenly, sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to get me to say something then. <laughs> I might have done. I might have done. And then, unfortunately for Verstappen, though, a small mistake. Now, Red Bull have been absolutely mincing these pit stops early on this season. Wasn't the same at Spain, was it? No, I think it was like 4.2 or something. It was yeah. it was quite 4. a long 2. stop for Red Bull standards, and that gave Hamilton the opportunity just to pit the lap after and get ahead, because um, the gap was only a second and a half at most, I think, before. Yeah. So had Mercedes even done like a three second stop, he would probably been ahead. So yeah, I thought that was going to happen, but then at the time, well, I think they would have they would have <laughs> still needed a low two, wouldn't they? Because obviously Verstappen yeah, would still rapid on his out lap. But at the time, I was like, oh, that's great, Mercedes haven't just pitted because Verstappen will still have track position but yeah little did I know that Mercedes are a much better strategy team than I am so <laughs> yes yeah yeah so obviously then we get a new Formula One graphic as well I think this needs to be mentioned Nikita Mazepin brings us the very first <laughs> team to call. FIA graphic it was incredible we've never seen it before we may never see it again but I actually quite liked it FOM hate him yeah I thought it was very good I hope we do see more of it yeah, I would love to see more of with that. like the more controversial stuff yeah <laughs> You want to see Toto and Christian down to Michael Massey telling him he's... Um, well, I mean, basically, like, Seb fans go on about him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I don't get how. Like, they seem to believe there's, like, 64 different head stewards every Grand Prix weekend. And they're going, oh, it's Michael Massey. He did this to Seb four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, great. He does that to everyone. That's his job. <laughs> it's literally his job to enforce the rules. If you don't break exactly. them, you get a penalty. Exactly. It's it's not that difficult to understand. But anyway, so obviously Verstappen in lap 25. Hamilton then comes in lap 29 in the Grand Prix. So obviously he doesn't get the undercut on him. But he's not 
I mean, he was what, like six, seven seconds back after he came back out? Yeah, it wasn't far. And he was absolutely no. rapid. He caught right he back up to the He was flying on that set of mediums. Got right up to the back of Verstappen, pretty much. And then 13 laps later, he comes in again. What were you thinking at that moment? I think that, I don't know, it almost took the excitement away from the race for me. Because in a weird way, obviously I'm a Verstappen fan, I want him to win. At that point, I knew that either Verstappen would just win because the strategy for Mercedes was bad or he'd have absolutely no chance of defending because the strategy was really good. I don't think it was going to stay in the middle. So Yeah, well, we saw that at Bahrain. I think uh, it had the slim potential to. I was still slightly confident until Hamilton started going like 1.7 seconds quicker yeah. and stuff like this. So, yeah. yeah, I was thinking 2016 style, like, while Raikkonen was a bit quicker, he couldn't get past because of the nature of the circuit. But that Mercedes on fresh tyres was just so fast. I don't think there was a chance that Verstappen was going to defend. Uh, for It would have been, what, like, was it like 52 that he got past in the end? Well, I thought it was later than that, to be honest. But still, there were like at least well, near 10 laps left. I don't think it's going to defend for 10 laps. It again. was lap 60. Oh, really? It was quite late. Yeah, it was that late on. Yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah, I I was a bit, dis- I was very disappointed, obviously. Yeah. I, I, according to the AWS as well, I think we come on to this. I don't know how much you believe these things, but I think they're actually fairly accurate usually. It said on the graphic that the lap after Hamilton stopped for the second time, Verstappen could have stopped as well and still been in the lead by like a second. Yeah. So if that was right, obviously the teams know a lot more than we do with the graphics. But yeah. if that was correct, they in hindsight you'd say easily they should have just pitted Verstappen straight away and done a two stop with him as well because the tires really fell off at the end. And this is what I wanted as well. But on the other hand, Bottas would have taken the lead. Yeah. And this is what I think everyone seems to have forgotten about. That then Bottas it, would have had the lead and then just backed him into Lewis. But it Red is Bull, Bottas, again, were it? kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. And that's the problem when you've got one car fighting two. We've seen it so many times. Yeah. When Verstappen is trying to fight both Mercedes at once. It's just, it leaves Mercedes so he much needs more options. Perez there desperately. Yeah. I mean, Perez, again, we, we had conflicting things about what was wrong with Perez this weekend. We had shoulder injury to headaches to illness to... Pretty much anything under the sun. Uh, so again, we, we may never know what was wrong with Sergio Perez uh, this weekend. But to be fair to him, he had a quietly okay recovery race. Yeah. If that had been Bottas, he would have been stuck in eighth all day. Yeah, as we found true. out in the first stint where he couldn't get past Charles Leclerc, who was going over a second slower than the Merck and yeah. Verstappen at the front. Uh, but yeah, Perez, I mean, yeah, obviously after Lewis Pitt again, Perez was the next point actually we had down with that banging move around the outside of Ricardo down Very at T1. Last of the late breakers, my bottom. <laughs> That's an interesting way to describe it. but um, it's, it's a family-friendly show. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good overtake, and it's surprising that it was on Ricardo. To be fair, though, I can't actually remember the last time Ricardo did like a ridiculously good late-breaking move. I think the last time he tried it was when he just binned him and Kvyat off in Baku last year or two years ago. That was Verstappen. No, it wasn't. That was Ricardo. In the Renault on Kvyat in Baku. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of the 2017. You mean 18. He won it the odd. <laughs> yeah, 18, yeah. Too many years. God, Baku, there's so many Grand Prix there. Like, they all, because they're all carnage, they just all melt into one, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> How can so many great races still not be able to be differentiated? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Ricardo. I don't know, maybe he's lost his touch on the brake pedal, but... Um, I think the Red Bull's just incredibly good on the brakes back yeah, then because definitely. it was incredibly stable. It yeah. has so much <clears> error <throat> and no power. But very good move from Perez. 
Um, unfortunately for him, he couldn't finish fourth in the end. I think Leclerc was well clear. Because... Leclerc was comfortable yeah. when he... Like, Leclerc, again, has such a quietly underrated weekend for He almost got a podium, actually. When Bottas pit at the end, he was actually behind Leclerc. So he yeah. was, like, five laps from a podium. Yeah. But... yeah, exactly. And I think, again, Leclerc, in my eyes, probably was the second best driver, I want to say. In the race? Yeah. Yeah, you could argue. I don't think Verstappen did that much wrong, but... No, I don't think Verstappen did that much wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think it would be very, very close between Leclerc and Verstappen for me. I think, what, yeah. Leclerc came, like, fourth on the driver vote, didn't he, though? And I thought, that's a no, bit No, Mazepin came fourth. Come on. Did Mazepin come yeah. fourth? I thought Maz- <laughs> Honestly, I thought Mazepin came third. That's why I said Leclerc fourth. I yeah, that, that's, uh, he that's was a good. top quality meme. Mazepin was good, was he? No, not Mazepin. He was no, trash. No. <laughs> Rather unsurprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so obviously we saw Perez go around the outside of Ricardo, and then we get the F, well, not the FOM team radio, but we get the team radio going, Hamilton is faster than you, yeah. and Bottas just doesn't listen. Bottas and this is where, again, there. the race for me, I was like, this is all going to go away. Bottas is going to get dropped. It's going to be carnage. It's going to be a talking point for the rest of the year. Uh, that random guy on Twitter that for some reason I see all his Bottas tweets is going to be really happy or sad. <laughs> I never really know. Um, yeah, Bottas just doesn't get out of the way. They're you know, like, mate, what are you so doing? It was so strange. He had what? It must have been 30 lap fresher tyres for Hamilton at that point. Something yeah. like that. 20 odd. And Bottas still wants to cling on to the hope that he's in a title fight. But he only just got past Norris this race <laughs> in the championship. So he's, I think... Even the most optimistic Bottas fan knows that he's not winning the title this year. Yeah. He's probably not coming second in the title this year, let's be fair. No. And it's a team sport. Hamilton was going for the win. In the past, Bottas has been willing to let Hamilton through when he's going for the victory. It was just... He thinks he's Rosberg, and he's just not. He's bad. It's so weird, (laughs) isn't it? Because, like, some weekends, like, Bottas is just there, like, happy to play the number two. And you get, like, three weekends a year where he's... Like, well, you get two weekends a year, basically the Russian Grand Prix and one other one random other, yeah. one, where he suddenly becomes god tier. Yeah. You get about three Grand Prix a year where he's able to match Hamilton, and then you get another three Grand Prix a year where he's nowhere, but he still seems to believe he's got what it takes to match Hamilton. Like he's been in he's... Mercedes what five fifth season now in Mercedes. Yeah. And he's never even got close to beating Hamilton over the course of a season. So how does he think he's going to do? The closest he was was his first year. Yeah. And that was he because was Hamilton had quite a poor year by his standards. Yeah. So, I yeah, don't know. Bottas is deluded. I can't wait until Russell's in that seat. Uh, it's going to be great <laughs> when Russell gets that gig, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be brilliant as well. But obviously, the race... I mean, we're getting towards the end now. Final 10 laps or so. And Max Verstappen, the gap's still coming down. Jamie's crying, <laughs> hiding behind a cushion. I'm getting amped up, hoping we... Obviously, Max doesn't do anything dodgy like he did lap one. And I'll be honest, it was a bit anticlimactic we didn't sort of get like this battle that i kind of hoped for but i think verstappen had kind of accepted his fate at this point of the grand prix obviously weaves a little bit down the front straight that seemed to be a common thing all weekend from people not too sure what that was all about i mean it won't really happen at monaco anyway but there was a lot of weaving to try and break the tone which shouldn't be going on they showed norris a black and white so hopefully if that continues they'll calm it down yeah exactly uh, but obviously Max weaves down the front straightaway on lap 60. Hamilton gets clean around the outside before turn one. Again, as a Hamilton fan, I was really happy to see that move, but it wasn't mega. But again, it's it's the Spanish Grand Prix. You're never really going to get I too think much. The impressive thing as was well. just how close he was able to stay in the last sector. Because we saw yes, in the first yeah. stint with equal age tyres and the second stint as well. Hamilton was close, like within like about a second, and then would gain four tenths or so down the straight. 
with DRS, yeah. but then the time on lap, whatever it was, 50 or 60, I don't know, um, he was like literally about half a second through the chicane and through the last sector, which is just yeah. really impressive just how much more pace the Mercedes had to be able to follow that closely. Yeah, um, so obviously Hamilton pits... Um... Hamilton, no, sorry, Hamilton gets past Verstappen, even sorry, I should say. So obviously Max then pits uh, to try and claim the fastest lap back of Valtteri Bottas. Which he did. This was the question I was going to raise as well. Bottas pit for fastest lap bonus point, which he was taking off Lewis, which then allowed Max Verstappen to take the fastest lap bonus point off Bottas. Where was the logic there? That's a good point. Though I think Perez also pit, so... But they pit Bottas so early as well, wasn't it? Lap they pit Bottas like the same time Hamilton got past. Yeah, Verstappen. it was about lap sixty, which gave so it many. It really opportunities. did make no sense because he would have been still within the DRS, uh, still within the pit window of Verstappen. Verstappen couldn't have pit if ha- if yeah, Bottas had true. stayed out. I don't know. This is a couple of times we've seen this now, isn't it? Yeah. Like, this is what we look back at Silverstone last Silverstone year, Silverstone race yeah. one, where Verstappen pit puncture. right towards the end, and then Hamilton got a puncture, but he was still able to win it. You know, like questionable. Should yeah, ripple? you feel like the teams get a lot of tunnel vision at one point. I mean, I know yeah. it can make a difference, but if you just win the race, you gain like a net fourteen points over your rival rather than a net one. Yeah, so exactly. I don't know. It's a lot it's, of uh, it's a lot of focus weird, on the one it? point and the bonus that comes with it with cash for the driver. <laughs> Is there a bonus? Yeah, there's always a fast attack bonus. You remember when they did the checkered flag too early, and uh, in Canada that year, and Ricardo yeah. got his fastest lap taken off him. They went to Verstappen, and then he, the team didn't give Ricardo his bonus. <laughs> oh mate, I, yeah, I thought it was more of a joke to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there will be all in all the contracts, won't there? Uh, but yeah, I mean, as the race starts to unfold, then obviously we see a couple of people go for fastest lap. I think we all knew it was going to be Verstappen who gets it at the end of the day. I think the last notable thing that really happened was just the carnage at the back yeah, of the top ten. Very strange. Even now, I don't really know what was going on there. Can can you explain it to me? I think there was a hat in there, which was always fun. Um, on lap down, I'm guessing. Uh, one lap down, well, two laps down. And then there was the five cars. I think it was Alonso, Stroll. I think Russell George. was still chilling around Russell there. was 11th with like three um, to go. I was like, oh my God, this is happening. <laughs> Raikkonen and Gasly were there. And I think Vettel was still clinging on to some sort of hope at that point. Um, uh, I think Vettel had dropped back. Or maybe he had. I don't know. But, but there me, were five cars the racing. There was a Haas a lap down and Bottas a lap up. So... It was an absolute carnage, and these were going like mental through the chicane. But um, Gazi managed to do a banging move on Raikkonen around the outside of um, turn 12, the long right hander. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. good. And then oh, yeah, strong. no, I did see that one. Um, yeah, that was a good move. Yeah, Gasly came back from like 16th with about 10 laps to go or something and ended up getting 10th place and almost getting 9th, actually. I think Alonso dropped from 10th to 17th within like maybe five laps it was insane had the drop yeah but no, they pit him again didn't they they pit him again yeah. right at the end as well i think and i don't know if you saw uh, but it yeah. but ocon as well was running having a good race i think he was up in seventh ahead of science and norris yeah until they both did a two stop and he was on one and then he fell off at the end as well but lap 61 um norris passed ocon the same lap as gasly passed stroll for 10th and there was a 20 second gap between gasly in 10th and ocon in 9th with five laps to go and then because of the difference in strategy the the gap at the end was a tenth of a second in five laps so the, it's mad isn't yeah, it the tire drop off I love seeing it it's like 2012 all over again or 2011 with it, the Pirelli tires yeah but it, we don't it see is it one of the 
Yeah, it is one of the things, isn't it? Of like, that's one of the only decent things about the Spanish Grand Prix still is just due to the nature of the Predators at the moment. That gamble between the one and the two stop is like the only thing that can create some interest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so that was, of course, I don't think there's anything else for you to discuss from the Grand Prix itself unless I've missed anything. Like from the actual race. I think that's everything. I can't think of anything. Yeah. A couple of other notable points, I think, to discuss, of course, was Lando Norris, just a very quiet weekend. We've we've sang his praises yeah, in the first I think four the, races. The McLaren didn't quite have the pace of the Ferrari yeah, this weekend. Yeah, I think Ferrari was comfortably the quicker car this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. But Lando just messed up qualifying. He's well, I mean, he started P seven in every race up to now, and then he started P nine. Yeah, this it's weekend, strange but... when he's been finishing top five every week and he's still starting yeah. low. But yeah, it was I a mean, solid he's made one. it work, hasn't he? He still finished I'm... eighth, and I think if if he told him at the start of the year that eighth would be a bad race for him, I think he'd have probably taken that. Exactly. I mean, it's still early days. Yeah. Eighth might now be a blessing by the end of the year. But McLaren's still, yeah, the only team to have scored points with both cars at every race. Wow. That is impressive. Which is kind of yeah. insane, isn't it? After just four Grand Prix. Mm. I mean, you look at what Mercedes 2019, they got seven one twos in a row. Yeah, eight was No, it wasn't eight. It was eight wins. No, it was six, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Because Monaco wasn't. Because yeah, Verstappen. Yeah. Was uh, no, second. Yeah, Vettel got between, didn't he? In the end. But yeah, so I mean, that will look at the final race results then. Any other things to note there? I mean, only seven cars on the lead lap, but that's, that's not too surprising yeah. around a short lap. Obviously, especially around a track like this. Um, other notable results? Raikkonen did alright. He was good. Raikkonen did alright, considering how bad his strategy seemed to almost play out. Yeah, he was uh, on mediums. He, he took those mediums. Laps, yeah, the mediums just went forever for whatever reason. Uh, and then, of course, Alonso with a really disappointing result there. Notable as well, I want to give to Carlos Sainz. He's still maintained his record of scoring points at every Spanish Grand Prix he's done. Yeah, and considering which some is of the impressive. equipment he's had, is pretty good going. Yeah. Like Toro Rosso wasn't always a good car. but No, exactly. It was his best qualifier of the year at Spain, wasn't it, in that Toro Rosso? Yeah, he qualified fifth. Really good yeah. stuff. Back in Mega. 2015. Mega man. Wow, that's a long 2015. time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago, and it's mad that you think Verstappen was racing then. Yeah. And he's still basically a child, which is worrying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anything anything else to discuss as like a roundup then, Jamie? Or is or is I mean, there's uh, I mean, we've got plenty to talk about in the off race next week or the off yeah off week off week yeah. Um, I don't think so. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Monaco next time yeah. out, which be fun. Hopefully, Verstappen can win. Or I can't watch the race live, so oh, well, that's gonna be I'm fun. gonna have to watch it back on Channel Four and try to stay awake, uh, which is <laughs> certainly yeah gonna be very very good fun at the end of the day but anything more to add about anything or i want to say that i think i did better predictions than you this time because i went for ham verbot and you went for ham ham, yeah exactly so i was right yeah you did fair play (laughs) you were desperate to get that in it's really the hardest podium to ever predict whenever exactly they finished on it 16 times now exactly so (laughs) uh right let's do that then uh predictions for monaco i hope uh, something mental happens i really hope you're going to go Mazepin, <laughs> George Russell. I'll go Verstappen and... winning. Yep. Uh, this is going to be not that mental. Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton. You reckon Red Bull are going to be that OP, do you? Well, they have been in the past. I think they'll either be really OP have or they? both cars will crash out. Have they been that OP in the past? I mean, 2018, they were comfortably the quickest car. A match to win with 100 million horsepower less than they should have had. Yeah, but it was also Seven of Ferrari. Well... <laughs> put that tax on there that will annoy everyone <laughs> uh, right so you're you're saying that then I am gonna go right if you're doing that I'm gonna go the opposite way then 
Hamilton, I'm going to go Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Second week in a row. <laughs> uh, I'm also, as a side prediction, Russell's going to get a point. Really? Yeah, I'm saying it now. I'll go I... uh, Mick Schumacher is going to get top 15. Wow. <laughs> Just because it's going to be a few DNFs. <laughs> What a prediction! You thought I was play. saying points then, but I thought yeah, I, I didn't think you were. Well. I didn't think you were that mad, but yeah, that is a prediction that you have made. I reckon both Williams are probably going to stack. Uh, both Haas, sorry, are probably going to stack it. Yeah, at some point. The slightest gust of wind and the car will just pivot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, thank you all uh, so much for watching this video. Like we said, make sure you let wish Jamie a happy birthday. Uh, down in the comments below as well and yeah we will be back like we said next week uh, for the Monaco Grand Prix preview looking forward to it again is a bit strong but if it delivers more action than we thought Spain would then we're in for a treat